0: good Christian preacher makes a sobering, interesting statement. He says that religion has caused more damage to God and who he is than any other institution on the face of the earth. Who is God? Has religion damaged the reality of who he is? Today, we're going to look at this for a few moments. As we open our Bibles, I hope you're challenged and I hope you leave this message, this teaching, this topic being brought closer to God and the reality of who he is, God bless. I am an atheist Christian. That's an oxymoron. Oh, I like that word oxymoron. It doesn't make sense. How can you be an atheist on one side, not believing in God, and a Christian on the other, a Christian who claims they do believe in a real, live God? I am, as I stand here before you this morning, I am, I am an atheist Christian and glad to be so what do I mean well let's open the Bible let's go for an adventure and find out dear Lord God of the heavens we come before you this morning and we ask you to be here in this place move through me move through the people and I pray God through your spirit that will be all drawn closer to you and into your marvelous love thank you Jesus for hearing us in your name amen A survey was done recently in Europe, Europe which was once a Christian continent, which now really is basically non-Christian, a secular place. In this survey, they asked two very interesting questions and it was done right across Europe, right across Western Europe. The first question was this, do you have an interest in religion? I wonder what you think The percentage of those who answered yes to that question would be Do you have an interest in religion? Do you know that when they tallied up the results That over 90% of Europeans said We have no interest whatsoever in religion In fact those who were doing the survey came back and said That the people as they answered that question were quite hostile They talked about how barriers went up immediately it seems that Europeans today in 2006, 2007, have no interest whatsoever in religion. 90% of them. That's almost the entire population. Now, before they could move away, wondering what the surveyors were doing, asking them these questions, they asked a second question. And the second question followed on from the first. The second question was, do you have, do you have an interest In God. Now remember, 90% said they had no interest whatsoever in religion. The second question, do you have an interest in God? Different question. For many of us, we may think that it's very similar. Religion, God. For many of us, we can't separate the two. But the question, it was a simple one. Do you have an interest in God? Would you believe that when they tallied up the results, that the results flip-flopped? Whereas 90% said they had no interest in religion, 92, listen to me, 92% of Europeans said they have a deep interest in God. Can you believe it? 90% no interest in religion, 92% have an interest in God. It seemed to me as I looked at that survey and as I look at the culture and the society, as I look at Australia and Sydney, the country and the city that I live in, That I see a backlash against religion Against organised religion But that backlash does not necessarily translate Into a backlash against God Interesting My father used to say to me as I was growing up And I think my father is a wise, wise man He used to say, Lord, if you want to understand the other side Stand in their shoes, stand in their moccasins And for a moment, you who are Here in the church, you who are watching this on television this morning Who are Christians, I want you to stand in the moccasins Just for a moment, I want you to stand in the shoes of those who are not Christians who live in our society Perhaps that that is the majority I want you to stand in their shoes for just a moment And let's have a look at a snapshot of what non-Christian, secular people out in society are seeing When they look at Christianity Perhaps they see a church Perhaps they see a movement That is wrapped with pedophilia, pedophile priests, pedophile pastors, pedophile teachers. What does that say about Christianity? What does that say about religion in the 21st century? They see Christian churches fighting over issues and it's in the papers. It's it's on the radio. I listen to it on talkback radio most days. It's, It's on television. They see Christian churches fighting over issues like ordination of women and homosexuality. They see the hypocrisy of many of us who call ourselves Christians. They see churches, and I hear this all the time, and I work in the community and talking to people every day who are neither Seventh-day Adventists or Christians. And they see, they see the church as a money grabbing institution. In fact, one of the questions that often comes to me when I'm talking to people who are not churchgoers, who are not Christians, is do you give offerings to your church? Do you pay tithe? And when they say it, you can see by the look in their eyes that they're suspicious of a church, of a religion, of an organisation that would ask, that would dare to ask for their money. Stand in your neighbour's shoes. Stand in the shoes of a secular non-Australian and see what they are seeing when they look at Christianity, when they look at religion. They see a church that has a wealth, Mentality. Oh come and join us in this church You join us in this church You will have wealth You will have health You will have success You will have prosperity And most of the people out there in the world Have the sense to know that that's just not true And yet from pulpits all over Australia And all over the world That's what we're preaching That's what we're teaching And it's what people are seeing Oh follow God And you'll be successful They know it's not true But we're having a look at a snapshot of what our secular, non-Christian brothers and sisters see in us. They see doctrines that don't make sense. You've got to be good to get to heaven. Or they see a God who's in charge of the world, who allows death and chaos, crime and terrible things. Or they see a God in Christianity who is a harsh judge, who wants to do nothing but judge them and send them to eternal hellfire. People... I want to tell you it's a fact. You stand in their shoes and you can see why. People are turned off religion. Oh, but praise God, praise God, they haven't turned off him. People perhaps are wiping away religion, but they haven't, praise God, wiped away God. If they haven't wiped away God, it still gives God a chance in their hearts and in their broken down lives. People have turned off religion. But they haven't turned off God. I have a friend, his name is Ty Gibson. Well, he's not really a friend. I know him a little bit, but he's someone I admire very much. He's a preacher. He travels the world preaching about the love of God. And I tell you that he unpacks the love of God. He explains it and he shares it with people better than anybody I've ever heard. And so I like to listen to his sermons and I had the opportunity just last weekend to go into the Sydney Entertainment Centre and listen to Ty Gibson live and he told a wonderful story about how he was on a plane. And he sat down next to this gentleman on the plane and he began to talk to him and Ty Gibson loves to share his faith. He loves to share his love with Jesus Christ with others. And he's talking to this guy. The guy quickly works out that Ty is a preacher. And he looks across at Ty, he recognises not just that he's a preacher, but that he's a Christian preacher, a man who believes in God, a man who claims to have Jesus in his heart. And he looks across at Ty and he says, I'm an atheist. Well, Ty looks back at him and he says, well, he says, I've always wanted to, to, to meet an atheist. He said, why don't you tell me a little bit about this God that you dislike so much? And so he looks across at Ty And he said, how could you serve a God who threatens people with eternal hell? And then when they die, if they don't follow him, that's where he sends them. He said, I will never serve a God who threatens and then puts people into eternal punishment, eternal hellfire for no other reason than they won't follow him. And Ty scratched his head and he looked across at this man And he said to him on that plane, he said, you know what? He said, I'm an atheist too. And the man looked across and he said, you can't be an atheist Christian. And Ty says, well, that's just what I am. I am an atheist Christian because the God that you just described to me in my life, in my experience, that God does not exist. Ty said, I am an atheist Christian. Because the God that you just described to me is not in my life. I am also an atheist Christian. Because the God that most people in our world, the God that most people in Australia think exists, does not exist. He is not there. There is no God that will put people into eternal Hell, you don't believe me Open your Bibles, you show me one place From Genesis 1 to Revelation 22 If you don't know that, that's the whole Bible You can't show me one place in the whole Bible Where God says, hey, you don't follow me I'll put you into eternal hell It's not there I don't serve a God I don't serve a God that most Australians think exists To me, He does not exist He's not in the Bible I want to tell you this morning, He's not in my heart I don't serve a God who is the Lord over a church full of pedophile priests. I don't serve a God who encourages infighting over homosexuality and the ordination of women. That God doesn't exist in my experience. I don't serve a God who is a God of hypocrisy. I don't serve a God who wants nothing but your money. That God doesn't exist. I don't serve a God who says, follow me and I'm going to give you the best life in all the world. He doesn't exist. I am an atheist when it comes to that God that most Australians, most people in the secular West think exists. That God does not exist. He doesn't exist in the Bible. I'll say it again. He does not exist in my heart. Praise God. He does not exist in my heart. Exodus chapter 20, verse 7 says something very interesting. I want to ask you to turn in your Bibles to Exodus. Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. This is the Ten Commandments. Look at this. This is the third commandment. It says, Exodus 20, verse 7, You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses His name. I want to put it to you this morning. That the name of God, even in Christianity, has been misused. What God thinks, what God says, and what God wants to give you has been misrepresented often by, unfortunately, the Christian church. And so people out there in the secular world get a a, a picture which is cloudy, often black, of who God really is. The God that you think exists probably doesn't. And that's why I'm an atheist Christian. I'll say it again, because the God that most people think is God does not exist. And so for just a few moments this morning, I want to share with you who is God? Who is He? Who is He really? Genesis chapter one, verse one I'm only going to share with you a few statements. If I was to spend time with you and really unpack who God is, we could be here for fifty years, we could be here for a hundred. In fact, you could be here sitting in this church for a million. you could not unpack. You could not adequately explain who God is. I just want to share you a couple of things about who God is to me. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Here, the first verse of the Bible is the first definitive statement of who God is and what he does. In the beginning, Genesis 1 verse 1, in the beginning, God, God created, this is his claim. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God, you want to know who God is? Well, I'll tell you what, he's a creator. He's the one who made each of you. And you can sit there and you can deny it. You can deny God's existence. It doesn't change the fact that God made you. I have a little Honda Civic, little black Honda Civic, it's my car, it's made by Honda in Japan. Two years old. Now my my car if it could speak and it can't. But my car could quite easily say, Well, well if it could speak, now it can't. But it would say, Well I may be a Honda, but I'm not made by the Honda Motor Company. It's ludicrous, it doesn't make sense, but that's what we do. Oh, I'm a human being, marvellously made, wonderfully put together, but I wasn't made by God. Well, you can say that until the sun refuses to shine, until the stars fall down and Jesus comes back. You can say it, you can say it until the day you die. It does not change the fact that you, you, whether you like it or not, Praise God to me, you are made by God. You want to know who God is? He is, he is the creator of all life, of every planet. God is the one who is the author, he is the one who made it. Well, there's our first point, God's the creator. Here's another one, who is God? He says in Revelation 1 verse 17, do not be afraid. God says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. He's saying, I am... The first, he says, God says, I am the first. He says, I am the last. In fact, if you look at the original language there, God is saying, I have no beginning. God says, I have no end. Now, I, I just want to tell you something that might confuse your mind a little, but it's the truth. God has always been. You go back a million years, God was there. You go back a trillion years, God was there. You could go back a billion, billion, trillion, million Gazillion years, God's always been there. He is pre-eternal. He has no beginning, no matter how far you go back in time, no matter how far you go back in the history of the universe, none of this planet, which is probably only about 6,000 years old, no matter how far you go back in the history of this universe, there has always been God. And that's why he says, I am. He says, I am the Alpha. He says, I am the Omega. I have no beginning. I have no end. Now, now, I can imagine having no end. Because I think about heaven and I think about living with God for eternity and that's where I'm headed, through God's grace. But I cannot, I cannot begin to comprehend no beginning. Why not? Because everything in my world... Has a beginning Look around you Look around you in this church Look around in your lounge room Have a look at yourself Have a look at everybody you know Everything Everything in your consciousness Everything in your experience Has a beginning Except God No beginning No end I tell you If he must have no beginning No end He must be awfully Awfully wise 1 John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, the Bible says, God is love. Oh, there's no sentence in all the Bible that better describes God than that one. God is love. It's a reality. God loves you. He loves you with a deep love. He loves you with a high love. It is a low love. It is a wide love. It is a love that knows no end. You can't know how much God loves you. Oh, when I became a father, I remember when my little daughter, she's eight now, my oldest daughter, Hannah came into the world as I looked down into her beautiful little blue eyes. My heart, my heart melted. I had never experienced in my whole life love like I had for this little newborn baby that God had allowed me to have a part in creating. Oh, the love was strong and it was instant. And I guess I experienced how deep that love was, was when she was three years old. I was on holidays up at, up on the central coast here in New South Wales, Australia. And we were in a shopping centre, Tugra Shopping Centre, a big shopping centre as we have here in Australia. And you know, I lost her. And I lost her for over half an hour. And i tell you, when I lost Hannah... Oh, everything in my being cried out for her And I frantically searched that shopping centre From one end to the other Looking for my lost daughter I didn't say, oh, she'll be okay I didn't say, oh, she'll look after herself She was three years old And she was my daughter She was flesh of my flesh Blood of my blood I loved her, I still do And I went after her And I would have searched until the end of my life If I hadn't have found her Because I love her And when we go missing from God When we don't serve Him When we don't belong to Him When we live in darkness God goes after us And He'll keep searching for you And He'll keep calling you Until you come back to Him Because God loves you And no matter what you do No matter how far you walk away from Him No matter how dark is your life You cannot drive the love of God away from you And the love of God is calling you as you sit in this church this morning. And the love of God is calling you as you watch this on television. And it will call you, it will continue to call you until there is no breath left in your body or until Jesus comes the second time. Oh yeah, God is the creator. He has no beginning, he has no end. He is love. And I want to share just one more wonderful point about this God with you this afternoon. Matthew chapter 11 Verse 28 And I think this follows on From the fact From the truth Of God's love for you Matthew chapter 11 Verse 28 This is what God says He says come to me He's talking to you in this church He's talking to you Who are watching this on television He's saying come to me Verse 28 Come to me All you who are weary And have heavy burdens And God says I will give you rest. Come to me with your heavy burden, says God, and I will give you rest. I've said it already today. I work in the community. I work with the people of this great city of Sydney. And I want to tell you as I work out there, I am seeing hundreds, I guess over the last six years that I've lived in this great, great place, thousands of people who are heavy burdened. They are not happy. They have no peace. They may be successful, they may have good jobs, they may be wealthy, they may be prosperous But they are not happy, they have heavy burdens And there are some of you sitting in the church watching this on television You know what I'm talking about because you're experiencing it Jesus said, God said, and Jesus by the way is God God says, come to me, come to me He said, I I will give you peace In this world that is collapsing around us, God says, Jesus says, I will give you rest. You know, I would not trade. I gave my heart to to God. I gave my heart to Jesus almost 20 years ago. I would not trade, and this is a fact, all the money in the world. I would not trade anything for the love and the peace and the rest that I found since Jesus came into my heart. I was talking to a man the other day whose wife is dying. In the next couple of days, I will have the responsibility of burying her. He's not necessarily a Christian. He's not necessarily a believer in the Christian God, but a nicer man and a more beautiful family I've never met. And as he was talking to me and the tears were rolling down his cheeks about his love for his wife, I looked across at him and I said, man, you don't have to be in a religion to go to God. Get on your knees, man, and tell God how you feel. And he will listen to you and he will reach down into your, your heart, deep down where nobody else can go. And he will comfort you. He will, he will comfort you, man. And, and as the as tears rolled down his cheeks, I looked at him and I said, Man, I said, God is my crutch. Yeah, I need a crutch to get through the pain and the heartache and the darkness of this world. Yes, I do. I need a crutch. And God is my crutch. He lifts me up in the pain and He comforts me in the darkness and He leads me to the light. God, God is my crutch. And I make no apologies or excuse for that. I need a crutch. I need someone to carry me. I need someone to see me through and that is God. That is God. I am an atheist Christian. I don't believe in the God that most people in Australia see and perhaps even somewhat believe in. I don't believe in a God of hypocrisy. I don't believe in a money-grabbing God and a highly judgmental God. I don't believe in a God who says, hey, I'll give you wealth and prosperity if you follow me. I don't believe in a God who has stupid, silly, ridiculous requirements and doctrines. That's not the God I believe in. I believe in a God who created the heavens and the earth in six days. I believe in a God who is the Alpha and Omega Omega. The beginning and the end. I believe in a God who is love, who will love you no matter what your response to him is. I believe in a God who wants us to have a good life, a good life with his presence in our heart. Not a good life of prosperity and wealth, but a good life with the presence of God in our hearts so we can successfully walk through the darkness of this planet. That's the God I believe in. That's the God that's come into my heart, who, who takes my heavy burdens, who lifts me up. That's the God that I believe in. It's a God I believe in, and it's a God, it's a great God of the heavens, the great God of the Bible, that I want to recommend to you this morning. Oh, let Him into your heart. Let Him into your life. You don't need religion, you need God. You don't have to go to church to experience what I'm about to share with you. All you've got to do is get on your knees and say, God, I'm broken down, I'm in darkness and I'm hurt. Hear my cry and help me and he will come. He'll do it in your bedroom. He'll do it in your office at work. He'll come, he'll come. If you cry, his ears are listening. They are peeled all the time for the cries of his broken down, lost children. He will come. Just ask him. He will come and he will save you. As he saved me? Oh, I'm recommending that God to you this morning. May he be in your experience as for the last 20 years he's been in mine. God bless you. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for hearing us today, for being here and leading us to you. May we get a picture of you, the real true God, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Third commandment says don't misuse the name of God. I think as we look back on the topic today, that religion... Sometimes us, we are misusing, we are misrepresenting who God is. And if you really want to know who God is and what he offers, you won't get it from religion. You can only get it from one place, and that's the Holy Bible. So I want to encourage you, get into your Bible, search out for who God is yourself, and let him come into your heart and impact you today. Oh, it's a wonderful thing, and I wish it for you. God bless.